Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. put him in the rotation nope and I, i'm just here i yeah i don't know the ropes yet yeah do you I'm see new. the show notes i do see show notes there I you see go. your name should be written in the place of here look it'll go like this oh um, that one yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, oh wait no see i don't need my name listed under host ever never well anyway yeah it's fine if okay you're gonna come okay. play with us you're gonna play by our rules damn it i hate when you do that i know all right, right? so if we're Let's go back, because why don't you say, hi, I'm Trevor. Just no. Say just say it. We're not going back. No, 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 no. This is, this is, this is good banter. Okay. No, this is, <laughs> not going to kill the hilarity. The, no. Well, the thing I is, we added. I don't know what added, I'm doing, and the listeners need to know that. We That's added him right. to the end, so it's actually technically my turn after you. So, hi, I'm Kelly. So, what we did this week in guns is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. This week, they've got the Swarovski Z3 Rifle Scope, anywhere from $7.99 to $10.99, depending on what model you want. Awesome. Excellent. And it's theshootingcenter.com. Thank I... you, Jeff. A little inside joke between Jeff and I. The... Somebody faux pod last week, and his name rhymes with Rever. <laughs> oh, that Mr. Bolivar, sir. Yes, that'd be me. Yeah, since you were uh, temporarily filling in for Mr. McClatchy, you uh, you are next in telling us what you did this week in guns. Okay, so what are I doing, guns? Um, let's see. I ordered a cheek riser for my 1022 sock, so that's waiting for me up at Epps when I get a chance to get up there. Um, I've I, I've been spending too much money on stuff. Um, I've got a stock for my AR-15, so I've got the MFT. What is the name of this? Okay. Uh, the mission, yeah, the Battle Link so, MFT. First yeah. of all, no. let's go back a bit. You said 1022, uh, you got a riser for it, which, so, like, which stock do you have? Which riser did you get? Like, come on. Oh, uh, okay, so last week I talked about putting the Blackhawk, um, stock the axiom stock for the 1022 so that is now on the rifle uh but it needs a cheek riser and blackhawk does make one for the axiom stock it's not a perfect fit for the 1022 model but um with some engineering know-how um and some common wood screws i can make it fit so we were, we're gonna do that yeah so um it's just it was a lot cheaper than buying a magpul stock and then buying a mag magpul riser so I'll go with this. So okay. Um, yeah. Um, so that's then that rifle will be ready. I did put an extended charging oh. handle on it as well, so that I can actually operate the gun uh, properly with my wrong-handedness uh, while slung and you crippling know, wrong-handedness. I don't feel crippled by it. Um, it you just don't means know I have any to... different. Does a blind I... man know that he's at a disadvantage if he's born blind? 
I just have to spend extra money on parts to make my guns work right. That's all. So it's financially crippling as well. It's financially denting, yes. The reality is, isn't that what we always have to do? To make your guns work and fit for you, you have to actually spend money, correct? Not Uh, if you were born with the right, with, with the right, right at hand. Or if people well, would just put in ambidextrous controls because hell, it's nineteen. I should pay extra because you. I should pay extra <laughs> to have they the shouldn't ambi charge controls. Extra. Uh, yeah, we got to pay extra for ambi controls because people like you were born wrong. No, because the market says that ambi controls, which cost no more to make than the right-handed controls, are worth more money. It's Correct. Conspiracy theory. That's not true. It's a myth. It's it. It's my conspiracy theory. I'm stating it here. I'm there. having. I have a question for you guys. Do you find that a lot of your friends, I do know that a lot of my friends that friends? are in my, yes, friends, in my circle, uh, shooting friends, uh, there's a higher. The friends and a lot in the same sentence. All right, whatever. On. Anyways, there's a higher percentage of people who are left-handed shooters in our circle of friends than there are out in the general community who are left-handed. I, I think True. that there's probably just more left-handed people now than there used to be. Correct. Uh, yeah, they're allowed to come out of the closet. That's that's right. We're out of the closet. <laughs> We're not corrected by nuns with with, with rulers. <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Um, yes. All joking aside, and yes. I spent more years in archery than I did in shooting, and I've encountered more left-handed firearms shoot users than I did left-handed archers. So you may be on to something. I I actually do think it's true. I think it's something in the water. Yeah, I do mm. too. All right, proceed. We're, or mutants. So, anyway, um, then yes, I got my MFT stock for my lightweight build. So, um, I'm thinking that AR-15 is done now. Uh, yeah, probably it's done. It's coming in at six and a half pounds with an optic on it. So I'm happy. Um, I shot it this past weekend at a CQB match, and the rifle worked really, really well. And it was kind of I forgot I had it slung on me because it didn't weigh anything so that was that was kind of cool I walked around with it all day I didn't have to take it off when I wasn't shooting so that was good um let's see the other thing I um well, well you know Black Friday is followed by Cyber Monday mm-hmm. and there there may be that I bought some MSA earmuffs all yesterday, right. last night so how much were they because they're super expensive here in Canada how much were they uh about 300 bones with shipping Serious? That's not bad. Yeah, I thought it was okay. That's um, okay. To be yeah, honest, there it, it is. But I only I can buy new guns anytime. I cannot buy ears, and I am really tired of having earmuffs that just make my head ache Hurt. after they've been on for a little while and have a big leak around where my eye pro goes. So, okay. um, I'm gonna go with with these. They've got the gel uh, cups and stuff. So, I decided to just go well, big. I I was able to try a Brian Sheets when I was down doing one of his courses, and they are so comfortable. The walkers that I have, the new ones that I I just bought, they they make my head hurt after a while. I love them, yeah. but they make my head hurt. So if you can afford the three hundred bucks, buy them. Well, yeah, and I could have spent a little less. I could have got some Peltors and got some gel ear cups to go with them too. Would have saved me about a hundred bucks probably. But yeah, I, I just said I wanted to go with with really good. Um, I have been running Howard lights, and I like them. But the ear, the the ear foam has become kind of like a bullet, like just really stiff and not conforming. Now there's a company in the states that makes gel replacement cups for those. And I emailed them, and they basically said, heck with Canada, we don't care. We're not shipping. Really? 
Yeah. Uh, well, okay. uh, actually, what they said was they were going to concentrate on their domestic market. However, what I heard was, <laughs> heck with Canada, we don't care. Right. So, yeah. so yeah. can you get them mailed to somebody who is in the U.S. and have them shipped? I could. Yeah, I probably could have done that. But Correct. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. I mean, and if I was, if I had, if I'd have thought about it at the right time, if I would have realized it, I would have done that before October happened when we had Americans coming up here. But anyway, it didn't happen. So. Oh, we have okay. other, we have Americans. Never mind. You have already bought these MSA earmuffs. So yeah, really don't tell me anyways. what I okay, could have done that saved could have saved me a whole bunch of money. I don't. I really but, just don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, you, no, no. Well, you could have saved a whole lot of money, but the reality is you are going to be so happy with these uh, yeah. that yeah, you just yeah, don't. Right. It it actually is worth the money. Kind of. I mean, I mean, really, I I could buy. I could have bought a high point too. Like it technically, it's a gun. But. <laughs> I'd be happier with a little bit nicer gun. Really? Right? So it's yeah. you know, yeah. it's kind of like. Did that. you see Demolition Ranch's high point video he did this week? Nope. No. Oh, I don't know if it was this week or not, but anyway, he he couldn't get it to stop working. He even shot it. He shot it, and it's, it hit it right in the chamber. Whatever, shook it off. The, the high <laughs> point walked it off. Yeah. Kept Look going. there. There is a there is a role. I, I I feel there's definitely a role, especially in the states with with home defense, um, and for people who don't have a lot of money and they're not going to carry their gun anyway, if they just want it for in the home, fine. Truck it's gun. a big it's a bit or a truck gun or which yeah you could do that in the states right. You can have a pistol as a truck gun. That's right. So in those roles, yeah okay, it's a three hundred dollar gun that works or two hundred dollar gun that works or whatever it costs. I I can't keep track. I'd rather have a high point than nothing. One hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. and you can throw it at people. Yeah, get a shot. Yeah, there's that. Um, now, um, Trevor, I need to talk to you. I need to. I, I need your recommendation. I need you to tell me who is a good instructor that I can talk to about pistol shooting. Do you know any pistol instructors, Trevor? No. Oh, dang. Because I am uh, struggling with some stuff. I play um, one on weekends. Do you play one on weekends? Um, Maybe we should, uh, yeah, we should chat about this because I'm having some serious issues uh, with um, leaking shots out uh, high into my strong side. And it's gotten to the point it's in my head now. I know mm. I can tell it's in my head. So with that whole mental management thing plus, you know, stuff going on, I, I need some, I need an intervention, Trev. Well, maybe what we'll do since Matthew's away, I'll track down another instructor and the main topic in a couple of weeks could be you picking our brains about what we think may be causing this and what kind of interventions we could throw out there. Fair enough. I like that idea. Cool. You're welcome. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I shot a CQB match. Um, Here we go. Let's just say I'm going to not use a battle belt anymore. Okay. For, yeah, because, man, uh, monkey, word we'd have to bleep. A football is kind of how things would went with me in the battle belt. So I'm going to go back so to my vest. Kind of like with, the day that you were doing mag mag changes with flippers for hands. Yes. Yeah. yeah except worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's God, impossible. It didn't, it didn't get it didn't get better. It got worse. So yeah, um, I was um, frustrated to say the can, least. Can we take a step back? Sure. Uh, hearing protection. The whole time you were talking, I was trying to find these because these are what I want to get. Right. And I want to know if you looked into them, either of you. Um, but first, I'd like to say you chose correctly in not going with Peltors. I um, bought my first pair of electronic Peltors. They didn't last 30 days. Sure. So, yeah, oh, yeah. not impressed. All right. Okay. Which, 
model of Peltros did you have? Um, the $80 electronic ones. Yeah. I threw out the packaging. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I was looking at some, some, some nicer Peltors than that. But anyway, I yeah. went with the MSAs, So, So, have you heard of Walkers? Yeah. Yes. I own a pair. These, these are called Walkers Silencer. And they're electronic earbuds. They fit in your ear. Yeah. And they're noise canceling. Yep. How much are they? Three-ish, I think. Yeah, they're... Ex- yeah. Air, uh, silencer, electronic earbuds, digital protection and enhancement. Yeah. NRR25 dB noise reduction rating, 80-hour battery life. Um, Sean Hansen is running them. Stephen Casey is running them. These are guys that shoot a lot of Ipsic indoors and outdoors, and right now they're swearing by them. But have, have either of you known anyone else to? I, I have not, and, and I've... I've heard different theories on ear protection in that um, plug type don't actually protect your ears as well as as muff types. That but, is true because, you know, yeah. the skull behind your ear can absorb some. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So especially so, children, you really, really mm-hmm. want to protect children's ears. You got to give them the muffs, not just the plug. And while you are childlike. You are not a child, though. So we don't. While you are a childish. Okay, you two. I'm gonna have to separate you. We're. He's in New Brunswick. I'm in Ontario. Okay. We're about as separate as you can get. (laughs) Yes, the electronic in-ear earbuds are expensive, um, but they're great for people who are especially, you know, uh, the cheek risers get in the way, et cetera, et cetera. So they're good that way, but yeah, the the over the ear, the uh, what are they called? The motorboating, whatever they are, the MSA ear muffs are probably the best that you can get on the market right now. Super comfortable. Just saying. Yep. Now I I've run another Walker's in ear product, which was their Razor XV. Trev, I don't know if you remember. I had them on um, this when I was out for the Steel Challenge. And there's kind of a neck band, and then the earplugs yes, are attached by cords. I know what um, you're talking about. I liked them for a while, right up until they stopped working. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't find them to be that durable. I, they lasted me about a year. Um, so is it so battery-wise, or is it just basically function-wise that they stopped working? Because well, I saw you working. Wise, yeah, function-wise, like the one, one side quit broadcasting okay. sound, and... Um, they technically have Bluetooth, but it didn't really work. Uh, in theory, I was supposed to be able to lock them, lock sound out completely, uh-huh. uh, and that didn't really work because, like, I tried to wear them like cutting the, you know, just cutting the grass, listening to podcasts. Because strangely enough, I didn't want the sound of the lawnmower amplified, but that's what they were doing. So, um, yeah, mm. yeah, it just didn't. I didn't love those ones in particular. These ones, because um, they don't have a cord, that would be a benefit these you know because these are two separate earplugs that trevor's looking at, looking at so okay. that could be kind of cool but yeah i don't know what they're gonna i'm looking on midway usa and they're like 180 bucks american which is not know terrible midway doesn't ship to canada right no well, i'm just i'm that's the first one i found i'm looking at pricing here that's all i didn't try and find uh, let's see. Here's Amazon.ca, and what do they got? Oh, yeah, two eighty in Canada on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 My MSAs were cheaper with the fifteen percent discount I got for Black or Cyber Monday. So. 
Nice. Well, yeah. Thanks for letting right. the rest of us know. Yeah, well, one of those things. All right, All right anyway, Matthew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matthew or uh, Brian? There, you got me saying it. <laughs> Anything yeah, else, Brian? Really? No, I th- I think uh, I think that's about it. Cool. All right, so I got out to the range on Saturday with um, uh, Snuffleupagus. We went out to test. Well, um, I'm not sure if I if it was here by last time, um, but um, Adriel's uh, Narinco 1911 they transferred to me arrived, so I went out to the range. And a whole bunch of parts for mine arrived, so I went to the range Saturday to test. So, by the time I'm done with my Norinco, the only parts, well, currently the only parts in the gun that are Norinco are the yes. barrel, the extractor, the firing pin, and the firing pin stop. Everything else has, has been, all the sights haven't been replaced yet. But by the time I'm done, the only parts left will be the frame, sorry, frame, slide, and barrel will be the only parts uh, left. I'll put in an STI extractor, firing pin stop, firing pin. Um, right now, it has uh, the most recent parts to come in were a number three Evolution Gunworks barrel link and pin and an STI guide rod and spring plunger. So we went out to the range to test and... There was a number. I, I confirmed that the problem with my gun was the barrel link. It was a number two. Um, uh, shout out to Charlie Bourne from Nova Scotia. It turns out that he's a uh, 1911 Jedi. I didn't know he knew so much about them. He he figured that the link was too long, which was causing it to roll over center, which was causing it to lock up the gun. And he was 100 percent right. So I ordered a number three. Um, because you want to get away with, you want to put the longest one in you can get away with. But when I ordered that number three, I didn't know the link was the problem. And I put it in, got to the range. The first mag, no problem. Second mag, locked up. Here we go again. So what do I do? All right, Adriel's gun is here. Take the barrel out of Adriel's gun. Factory barrel, factory link. You can tell it's a factory link because it looks like a 12-year-old Chinese child. Cut it with a chainsaw. (laughs) It's that quality Norinco craftsmanship put it into my 1911 and never looked back. Not a malfunction 250 rounds later. Just ran like a tank. It was awesome. So great. Now the question is, will my barrel run in Adriel's gun? Because we all know how this is going to end. My Mm. barrel runs in Adriel's gun. I'm just keeping Adriel's barrel (laughs) and giving him mine. How's he going to know? There's no markings on them, right? Like He doesn't know. Unless I listened to the episode... I know he's not going to listen to this, so I will literally steal Adriel's barrel um, if my barrel works in his gun. So, uh, of course, he's going to know when he sees the link. Um, so I took my barrel with the number three Evolution Gunworks link, put it in his gun. Now, if it doesn't work in my gun, it shouldn't work in his gun, right? Right. Wrong. Oh. Yep. Ran like a tank. No problem. Um, but then I noticed that the potential for his to lock up was there because in my gun, the frame or the slide cycled manually as it should. Didn't feel weird. Didn't, there was no hesitation. Uh, but in Adriel's gun, it did kind of hesitate. So I took out the number three and I put the number two in, but I've yet to shoot it with the number two, but with the number two, it cycles like it's supposed to. So hopefully um, that will work and his gun will work reliably with it. And then I'll actually, um, I'll just leave them as is. 
we have coming from Brownells, uh, a link variety pack, if you will, as it were, uh, with a bunch of different sizes. So I will try the one, I will find one in there that work that works correctly for my gun and then give him all back all of his parts. If I have to, if, uh, if I don't, I won't, but we'll, we'll see. So it was nice to, to get this thing running. Now I will continue since the problem is solved and the gun works reliably. I will continue to uh, invest into putting more lipstick on this pig. Um, I talked about Denis ordering certain parts to do rail tuning tools. He ordered tools from Brownells to tune the rail, the rails, the slide rails, the frame slide rails on my gun. And Captain Andy's like, oh, you didn't know? I've got these 1911 tools and these 1911 tools. So he doesn't just do trigger jobs. He will all he he also has the tools to tune the slide and tune the frame. So I'm very much looking forward to ordering a set of safeties, uh, DTS safeties. Go down there, have him fit the DTS safeties, do the trigger job, tune the rails, tune the slide, and then he's got lapping compound uh, that he puts into the rails and the um, of the frame and the slide, and then just work it back and forth by hand, and that polishes it up that way. So can't wait we'll do we'll do mine and angels at the same time but that won't be until january because i got something on the go every weekend between now and then this weekend i shot on saturday i had nipsick uh, executive meeting on sunday this weekend coming i'm co-teaching a cro course for ipsic the weekend after that i'm teaching an ro course the weekend after that i'm going to filthies for star wars it's our annual trip to the movies so we could nerd out. Snuffleupagus is coming with me again for the second year. It's on the 15th, eh? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then the weekend after that is Christmas. So hopefully I will, uh, well, Christmas on a Monday, but whatever. So Which, hopefully I'll go see Captain Andy over the Christmas holidays. Which day are you going to see the movie, Trip? Uh, going to say Saturday. Okay. You're not going to go, uh, go see it the first night? Well, the first night's Friday, right? Yeah. So work until Sorry, four listeners, we're just trying to actually, yeah, go ahead. Work until four o'clock, drive three and a half hour. No, no, I'm not. I'm going to go on Saturday. I wouldn't go on the opening night of any movie because I'm not 16 years old and uh, people suck and I don't want to stand next to them in long lines of Whatever. them. So. so there's this newfangled thing that's called the computer and you can order it online and get your tickets and seats beforehand. Uh-huh. And then wait to get in the door next no. to a bunch of... Yeah. You just go right in because your, sh- your seat's reserved for you. You don't oh, have Oh, you that- watch movies in Fredericton. You're aware of the... No, you don't. Oh. It doesn't matter. You We do what we... Our tickets were bought this week. We have our tickets. Okay. Well, when we show up, trust me, we're you still going to... You don't have reserved seating? You buy your ticket, you show up, you wait in line, they open the door, it's they serious. let you in. Well, you guys serious. are behind in the time. You lived in New Brunswick. I know. Not, yeah, <laughs> and so, I've attended, yeah. I went to so, movies at that movie theater. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Never mind. Exactly. So, oh, um, unfortunately, my I won't be getting the SLR prototype. <gasps> what happened? The barrel on my three-gun rifle is not 18 and a half. It is only 18. So, let's say somebody has an 18 and a half. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that person... <coughs> Kelly would be able to get one. Just saying. Do I own the prototype? No. Then what are you asking me for? Anyways. I'm not asking for you. 
you you call him up and you kiss his ass like I did. <laughs> That's how you get your prototype. Yes. I don't, uh, oh, so you were you were getting a prototype of the receiver, not a complete rifle. That's correct. The it deal was, being, was it was being sent to him. The deal yep. was I was supposed to provide them with my barrel and the parts. They would assemble it, and if they were satisfied it was going to run with my parts, then they would send it for me to test and evaluate. They didn't want to just send me the upper and the lower, and we talked about this on the show. Once they send out that upper and the lower, it's out of their hands. If somebody d- assembles it wrong yeah. or uses garbage Norinco yeah. parts, video gets out there, and people are going to go, oh, these rifles are junk. They don't run. No, A, you may have built it wrong. B, you may have bought cheap parts. C, whatever. So he, he said, I, I will send you a prototype, but no offense, Mr. Ferlatte, I'm going to build it. Yeah, and, like, and I respect that. I'm cool with that. I'm absolutely cool with that. I would be doing the same thing. There's, there's too much at stake when the media, when the internet and Canadians are... Canadian gun owners love to rip on and destroy Canadian gun manufacturers. No. We, we are a caddy, <laughs> cheap, Backbiting bunch that okay. will cut each other's throats as soon as look at you. I'm just gonna have to put in time. So we'll edit that. Go ahead. Why is that gonna be no, no, as, no, no, no. It's absolutely true, actually. As a, as a group, we hate anybody who's trying to do anything. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. No. We're... So why would you edit that? I'm yeah, not going to. I'm kidding. Uh, the reality uh, is that that it, that's the case. That is the reality. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're a pro gun org trying to help me. Well, you suck. You're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so shall we just move on to something that's a yeah, little bit more Yeah, when I'm done, we'll move on. <laughs> okay. So, All right, Kelly, what have you done again? <laughs> so anyway, uh, it can't. It's not It's not, uh, It's not. not going to happen, unfortunately. But All right. instead, my plan is to go with Maple Ridge and get Maple Ridge Barrel, Maple Ridge Handguard, Maple Ridge hmm. Gas Block, and Daniel Defense lower parts kit, Geisley trigger, and of course probably some maple furniture. Of course. And just yeah. Hey, why don't so you go and check out MDTA? Everything's on sale for half price right now. Just say. What does MDTA have that goes on in the air? Uh, I don't know. <coughs> I'm just go. Not not. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Anyways. That's Fine. that's some odd advice, but oh, yeah. I'm okay. Not- what? You're building an AR. Go to this place that doesn't sell AR parts. Fine. Yeah. I'm. You know, Trevor, you mentioned the Maple Ridge uh, gas block. I'm interested mm-hmm. in one of those too. I'm. Uh, I gotta actually bug bug the guys up at Eps to see if they're um, bringing that in because they do have some other Maple Ridge parts there. So. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know. You know, we've we've discussed the their website. My opinion of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. No, I I, I, I use the emails. I don't. Yeah, use yeah. Of course. Yeah, and you know, guys there, but um, I I. I hit Maple Ridge's dealer section on their mm-hmm. website and then tried to hit every web. I did hit every dealer and some listed parts, Maple Ridge products. Some didn't, none of them, unfortunately listed barrels. So I don't know if they're readily making barrels every day and sending them out. I mean, if they're not, I think they should start. They, they look awesome, but I, I would love to talk to somebody who has one, who's tested one. I know Ryan at Highlander tactical has worked with them. Um, and they make two grades. They make match and they make guardian. Guardian, yeah. 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 So I think one is a match grade chamber and and attuned more to maybe competition yeah. or hunting, 
and one yep. is, you know, uh, duty grade. It's going to take everything you feed it kind of thing. Yeah, I and I've met uh, the guy who runs Maple Ridge, and we did talk about me getting a, an upper to uh, to test out, and I, maybe I should chase him down about that. I've kind of left it float for a while, just while oh, he's in the yeah. point of you know getting stuff up and running. So I'll probably and, message him and see. And I just hope these barrels aren't like ridiculously overpriced. Literally, the only twenty-inch barrel I can find right now on the interwebs is that Canada ammo, and it's a twenty-inch. But it's a one in twelve twist. Like, what am I going to yeah. do with that? Yeah, Some forty no. grain bullets. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think International Barrels has barrels listed, but I I'm not sure about that. I know our one of our our buddies, uh, Mister Stevens, there. He uh, he's ordered one. Um, so that might be an option you should look into. I'm sorry, who? Uh, International, International barrels? barrels. International Barrels. Yes. Yeah, Ryan Stacy's. Uh, hooked in with them he's yep. working for them now oh i thought he was an mdt it's mm. it's all tied in together yeah, yeah. Mm. international barrels is with md it's all part of a conglomerate i think of here i'll look different I'll, firms i'll sit you don't worry i already got it oh you got it there okay. you go are cool. you 18 right. or older no i'm not <laughs> i'm just on the site <laughs> <Shush. laughs> we, we, we gathered that yes you would, yes exactly yeah. that ryan shush Nothing, dear. Hey, hey, 29 and holding. We know, Kelly. It's all good. <laughs> By a thread. Um, so <laughs> oh. Adriel's not, holding's holding, Brian. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah you're right. You know, winning is winning. You know what? Mile. So yep. Adriel's not here. He's got a whole ton of stuff. Uh, definitely want to let him talk about that next week. Um, oh, yeah, Adriel's not here. Yes, Adriel's not here. Yeah, we didn't bother to throw him under the bus for that. What do we got? Why is he not here? Well, because working, he needs to pay for his kids. I'm not sure you understand what throwing under the bus means. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite the opposite of legitimate. But you know what? He's he's my he's my friend, so I'm not going to throw him under the bus. He's my friend too. That's why I'm going to throw him under the bus. That's how that works. Jeez, yeah. you, don't I'm you don't know what it is to be one of our friends, Kelly. Apparently, friend of me. Frenemy. Yes. <laughs> all so, right. All right. Well, Kelly, how about you go ahead then, since uh, Adriel's not here and obviously will not be thrown under the bus this week. Well, thank you. Uh, what did I do in guns? I, on Saturday, went out to SFRC because what? It's Saturday. And <laughs> yes, because it's, <laughs> it's Saturday. It's, it's what I do. It's Saturday. I was so sad that Saturday before they were closed. I, and I actually said that to Ryan and Marcy. I said, what the heck was that? Sat uh, in the car on her phone going. <laughs> I'm free. If anybody wants to go to lunch, I got nothing. Anybody? No. 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 I'll just stay here until he shows up. I guess. No. Anyways, <laughs> I did show up there because I needed to pick up some 12 gauge ammo, shotgun shells for my new my new shotgun, and uh, so I did that. But I also I wanted to talk to them a little bit because we're going to be having a Gunny Girl uh, calendar signing at SFRC. It's going to be on December 9th, so everybody should go there. Just saying, because there are going to be some ladies there, and they're going to sign calendars. Is Yolanda coming? Well, yeah, Yolanda's in Alberta. She's not getting on a flight and traveling all this way, but no. Okay, but you admit it's possible. They do have airplanes that connect Alberta from the rest of Hold on, Brian. This is good. (laughs) Just saying. I don't understand why. Why? Like, what are you doing? I'm just you can't. Saying. You can't pick another month. There's going to be some lovely ladies who have already said that they were committed to coming Ooh, to it. Which, which lovely? I ladies? am not going to say anything until 
until we actually have confirmed everything. So, ah, okay. anyways, so, so yeah. So December 9th, we're going to be at SFRC. We're going to be having ladies there to sign the calendars. So people should come out and have their calendars calendars signed. If you haven't bought one, by the way, they're nineteen ninety five. And yes, it is $10 shipping. But, you know, order a sticker, order a hat, whatever. Throw it in. Um, we don't. And go I'm ahead. Sorry, can I jump in? Yes, Trevor. Please, uh, as it's been please. explained to me. A ten dollars shipping wasn't set by the CCFR, so no, it wasn't. Like me, you just got to get over it. Yes, you do. And if you buy multiple items, then the ten dollars shipping don't hurt so much. So get a toque while you're at it. This is this is correct. It's winter. Get a toque. You know. Yes. I look. I've done what I can. I have sent the link to my wife for as part of my Christmas list. We'll see. <laughs> That's all. All right. You know what you're gonna get? You're gonna get a Polaroid back of her holding a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, depending on what else she's wearing, I'm okay with that. She's a beautiful lady, by the way. Yeah, I, I noticed. Stop hitting on his wife. She is. Just saying. Or keep hitting on his wife. <laughs> All right. Go buy a calendar. Come out to the SFRC. Get a calendar signed by some really hot ladies. And no, Yolanda will not be there, Trevor. But. Maybe you'll get. I one didn't ask. He asked. I know, but maybe. But I was you'll... asking and, and... for you, Trevor. Really, to yes. be honest, I can ask for myself. I don't know why I got offended when you asked. I, but <laughs> I don't I'm... know. But Here I'm enjoying the fact that you did. You got really kind of. You got really mad. He, that was good. I had no idea. He's protective of his, you know, Yolanda. Is what he is. <laughs> All right, and I was supposed to go out to the range on Sunday with some friends and go shooting, but however, they backed out on me. And so what I did was I spent most of the day looking at uh, YouTube videos, you know, a Hickok 45 about the new, about his review on the Nova shotgun. Um, but go ahead. How was it? It was actually pretty good. He was blowing up all kinds of things like watermelons and, and that. But yeah. I, I I liked his compared to everybody else, even the Benelli guys. So it was pretty mm. good. I didn't, there were some things that were happening on Sunday, so I didn't actually get out. So all that ammo that I bought, mm, I'll have to use it this weekend. But I will get out for sure. But yeah, that, it, it, does, it doesn't go bad. It'll, I, it'll stay there waiting um, for you. Yeah, but I should really take it in my car because you shouldn't be taking it to work with me. Just saying. Not uh, where you work, no. No. <laughs> I saw it today and I went, oh, I should really take that out of my car. Anyways, but that's what I did in Guns This Week. Trevor? Awesome. Events? All right. Now, I've got something here that I need to plug um, a little bit better than um, we have been. And that is the contest, the challenge, if you will, that Matador Arms. Matador Arms done started some some trouble between the podcasts. Correct. You know? Yeah, so Matador Arms has sent to this podcast and to the Canadian Patriot podcast. And what about New Shooter? New, shooter, new shooter Canada yeah, new shooter. got it. Did Modern uh-huh. Rifleman Radio get some? No, Modern Rifleman Radio declined because Modern Rifleman Radio doesn't have time to go out and do really good promotions for awesome companies. So we didn't take and, their stuff. And they are an awesome company, by the way. Yep. 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 I, I have far too much respect for them to take their stuff and do a crappy job promoting it. So, so Trevor, it. have you done yes. a? What have you done? So here, here's the thing. Um, what they've asked us to do is to make a video mm-hmm. with these products, and the products are the Roto Mag Coupler, right, and the extended magazine release, which is amazing, by the way, because it's all one piece of. Yeah, go ahead. 
and the podcast that they deem the best will win for their listeners a $100 gift card discount code for Matador Arms Correct. Store. No. So we do the video, they pick, and the podcast who picks or who wins, that podcast's listener benefits. Well, I mean, right. pretty much everyone it's... listens to all the shows. So Really? Well, um, the people that listen to the show pretty much, okay. yes, we share we share common listeners is my point. But I'm also saying that uh, Maple Seed also got a chance to participate in this as well. So it's not just podcasters, but it's, I'm just saying. No, that's very good. That's that's, that's good. I didn't know that. So, yep. so Maple Seed was provided with these products. Correct. And a we couple were... of podcasters were. Right. So, um... I was told to stop shooting, so I didn't. I used that as an excuse to not get out and make the video, but I haven't actually stopped shooting. Yeah. So I need to get out and do something now. The boys over at I was I always tune in for a little while every Monday night to the Canadian Patriot podcast on YouTube. Um, but if Gavin doesn't knock it off with the clown stuff, I don't know if I can if I can keep watching. So um, they were talking some smack last night, and uh, they're 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 telling us that. We are going to lose this challenge. Did they actually do a, a video yet? I don't know. All yes. I know well, they've done they've they done two. Yeah. Oh, has, has it been posted? Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. And you know what? Honestly, I I really hate to give uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast credit, but uh, they actually did a decent job. Good for Why them. do you hate to give them credit? Because it's them. <laughs> it's with, it's Andrew with an and Gavin like and that, Tyler. You yes. should be on their show. That. That's Canadian podcast. That's Canadian Patriot podcast talk. Well, see, maybe this is why I I hate them so much because they're so much like me. It's like <laughs> looking in a mirror, and it makes me feel bad. Seeing really? Yeah. So if you look in a mirror, you're like Andrew Vincent. Less beard. Less beard. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody okay, has. Well, looked. then I'm glad that they got their video up. That means that we can look at it and go, oh, well, now I know I can or can't beat this. So. They sent it to you, Trevor. Who? No, no, they didn't. No, it's it was posted on. Um, no, no, no. Podcast. I'm talking about oh, the, the coupler the and. Oh, Matador Arms. Yeah, yes. Matador Arms has given me the products. So, the reality is, who amongst you know Slamfire Radio does videos really on a regular basis and reviews? I'm just saying. Well, the guy videos, who is MIA right now. Yeah, the guy who's in an airplane all the time. Correct. Or the guy without an internet connection. The guy, yes. That guy. <laughs> that the guy, guy. The guy who is unable to produce videos should have got them. Yes. Okay. This is why you don't send out the parts. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Yeah. That the guy who can't produce a video should have got the parts so he could produce a video. Or the other guy who is in like, you know. I've seen. Alberta. I've seen some. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just yeah. well, just I don't saying. know what to tell you. They neither of them got them. All right. So, well, you know, and it's and it's funny you're talking about the mag rotor because there's a tie in here because I am waiting on some magazines that would go in a mag rotor, and I'm at the point where I actually filed a claim ticket with uh, Canada Post today because really? the one of the members of of um, of Maple Seed in uh, in on in Canada, yeah. the Quebec members can't mail stuff properly apparently. Or Canada oh, Post hey, hates hey, hey, one hey. of us. <laughs> so, like, you are... All right, so you have 
let's talk off the air, but you have mail that's been lost? Yes. Yes. All right. Is it, so. is, it no, the, is it the I, clear I mix? What's that? Is it the clear mix? I uh, know. Oh. They were not the clear mags. All right. Why do you, do you think the clear mags would vanish? So they would. Let's talk I'm, off the air and then continue to okay. talk on the air. All right. <laughs> Shall we anyway. move on? Yeah. Let's talk yeah. later. Yes. So, uh, listeners, get over there and check out the videos that the other podcasts have produced. Um, I, I, Matter at Arms didn't put a timeline on this, but I'm pretty sure I need to get my button gear. Yeah. But anyway, it's really cool. The products are really awesome. That mag rotor is very well made. And as Kelly said, that magazine release is the cat's meow. It is. It's one piece, solid construction, aluminum, Canadian made. Right? Canadian made? Yes, yep. it is Canadian made. So okay. they really should have sent it to Matthew. But anyways, are you going to go see him? I would have thought that you would have said Adriel because at least Adriel's currently producing content. Well, yes, he is. Well, Adriel or myself. But Matthew's the one that should have got it. Cause... I'm pretty sure I've seen Adriel produce a video about the mag rotor. He has. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he did get something, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, Adriel did get something and did make a video. It was the Meg Rotor. It wasn't, but that was it. That's all he got. So, and, um, yeah. Yeah, just saying. So I think I'm just going to put my IPSC skills into this and get 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 on the timer because as as, uh, we hear later in our interview. You're going to rage quit in the middle of it, aren't you? The timer doesn't lie and. See how long it'll take me to dump all three of those mags using that awesome magazine release. Okay. And um, then, so I'll do one video without the magazine release and one video with the magazine release. All right. So you can see just how much time is saved with that product because it is awesome. Um, that'll be my plan. Um, but since I'm teaching for the next two weekends, may, oh, I'll do it with Filthy. I'll bring all that stuff to Filthy's range. We'll do that before we go to Star Wars. That's my plan. Awesome. And then, of course, we will win, and a Slamfire listener will get the $100 gift certificate. So, what a great company. They give us free parts, and then they give a listener $100. I mean, awesome. That's cool. Okay, let's go on to some um, news. All right. Uh, Kelly, you put those in. You want to cover them? Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, so, the first one is that uh, it's the News that came out recently about illegal handguns or legal guns. Uh, they're mostly from, so, sorry, most illegal guns in BC uh, are from within Canada is the report. So basically, you know how we were always talking about the fact that we're saying that all the illegal guns are coming over from the U.S.? Well, this is a report saying that it's not the case. It says, uh, it's a myth that most guns I used to commit uh crimes in BC are smuggled across the border from the U.S., uh, a news report shows. Uh, Provincial Task Force on Illegal Firearms says that the majority of guns used in criminal acts come from Canada and is calling for new laws uh, to better track gun sales in the country. Uh, The task force cites data from the National Weapons Enforcement uh, Support Team that shows that over the past three years in BC, 60% of crime guns come from Canada. The trend is attributed to gun laws in states such as Washington and Oregon that requires sellers to keep records of gun purchases, sometimes um, something that doesn't exist in Canada. Mm. Uh, Unlike many uh, American 
states sellers need not keep any records of sales or non-restricted firearms, the task force says in its report. Purchasers can't resell, trade, or give away firearms without keeping records. Without sales records, um, crime investigators often cannot trace the ownership of crime guns, even when gun, gun registration numbers allow them uh, to trace their manufacturers and shipping to individual retailers. In some cases, a person without a criminal record with a criminal record, uh, buys a gun illegally and then passes it to someone who is unable to obtain a firearm acquisitions license. Uh, This task force says that some uh, such straw purchasers uh, will then falsely report the weapon stolen uh, if it becomes the target of an investigation. So basically they're saying that all the guns are that have, or sorry, the majority, 60% of the guns that are used illegally in BC are from within Canada. So straw purchases, etc. So, anyways. Okay, I'm a little confused. Um, it says that because there's not a tracking of non-restricted firearms in Canada, right. they know that 60% of the crime guns come from Canada. Exactly. But if there's no tracking, how do they know that's where they come from? Because they list there's two states... Washington and Oregon require sellers to keep records, but I, I think there's some, some, a bit of a shell game with logic going on here in this article. Correct. So I don't know how they're getting. Is it firearms that are recovered? But well, think- even still, if if they're non-restricted firearms, how can they tell they come from a Canadian source versus non non-Canadian source? Original purchase. Well, the the serial number can be traced back to the importer. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Okay. I don't know. That's actually. Thank you, Trev. Yeah. I would. I'd. I'd actually put a little bit of a caveat in there. I know that a lot of firearms are stolen uh, from people who are illegal, law-abiding gun owners. That you know, criminals will go into their home and take, you know, steal firearms, and they're used in commission of crime too. So, you know, I'm not thinking that it. It's all straw purchase. You know what I mean. No, you're right. And I think that those guns are included in this. And that could be used to counter this argument. Because to me, this stinks of this is why we need a registration. It's mm-hmm. saying we That's need exactly a registration. That's exactly what without, it is. Yeah, 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 without saying we need a registration. But if you look at the point that Kelly just made, if a, if a gun used in a crime in Canada was stolen from a Canadian home, how's the registry going to stop that exactly? It, yeah, it, there is, it's not. It, it's, it's absolutely not. Yeah, no, it does nothing. I, I do find it also interesting that the article has a picture of a snub-nosed Caltech pistol, you like that? which is which is prohibited in Canada, <laughs> not non-restricted. So, Andy. <laughs> yeah, so it must be one of those guns that wasn't stolen from the States no. or, or yeah. illegally imported from the States, Brian. Yeah, this this obviously was a straw purchase from a Canadian from Canadian Can, tire. Canadian tire, no Yeah, yeah. Oh, or some other lawful retailer that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't be singling out a single. I don't want I don't want to see lawyers from Canadian Tire coming after the show. Canadian Tire, awesome, excellent. So, the next one, Kelly. Um, I don't want to take because, of course, the title will it just triggers me. Government of Canada <laughs> embarks three hundred twenty-seven million to combat guns and gang violence. Correct. Why don't we just combat violence? I had this conversation. I've got a new employee at work, and okay, uh, let's she, talk. She, She's very, very young. She just graduated university last year. And yep. so she's millennial age, right? And I'm not sure where she stands on these things. And uh, we were having a conversation on the way home today. And I'm like, 
When someone stabs someone with a knife, it's called violence. When someone beats someone to death in the face with a hammer or a bat, it's called violence. Right. But when a gun is involved, it's called gun violence. violence. Like the gun was the perpetrator. So she she definitely saw. She went, yeah, you're right. So I'm planting those little seeds, right? Anyway. um, You know mm -hmm. what I do for a living, right? Mm -hmm. I just call it violence. Go ahead. Mm, Fair enough. Exactly. Okay. Violence is violence. It is violence. Uh, so whether you're using a bat or whether you're using a note to, for intimidation with robbery or whether you're using a firearm, you're actually committing a violent act. So, good. Just all all violence is bad violence. unless you're playing hockey. Then it's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take the <button>. Apparently. <laughs> all right. So uh, Kelly, you want to take this one too? CTV news story. Sure. So, again, I put this one in. It is the feds earmarked $327 million to fight gun gang violence in Canada. This was actually something that was part of the uh, liberal platform for re-election. They were going to say they haven't done anything for, until now. So, And I actually applaud this. Uh, the federal government is allocating up to $327.6 million over the five years uh, so, and $100 million a year. After that, uh, to fight gun and gang violence, Public Safety Minister Ralph Goodall said on Friday, the money will uh, finance a variety of programs to cut gun uh, crime and uh, criminal gang activities and stem the flow of illegal firearms into communities. Can I stop you for a second? Absolutely, because I swear I'm going to stop. Still take exception to stopping gun violence. Why don't you just stop violence? Yes. Because you're not stopping violence. You're going after guns. So you take the guns away. The violent offenders will continue to offend violently with something else. Look at the knife violence in uh, the UK since they've gotten rid of all the guns. They didn't get rid of the violence. They only got rid of the guns. So getting rid of the guns doesn't solve your problem. We're going after gun violence. Right. You're right. Mm. Go ahead. There is a line here, though. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, talking about innocent victims that get caught in a crossfire, which literally does happen. Yes, and, it does. And if criminals, violent criminals, are violently criminaling, criminal being criminal, <laughs> okay, with whatever, violence, yeah, yeah. with yes. a knife, say there's less chance. I'm not saying there's no chance, but there's less chance of innocent victims being harmed. So, so go after the gun before the criminal. That's no, what you just but, said. Yeah. No. I'm just, wait. Trying, I'm just trying to 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 look at right. one side of that argument. That's all. So what they're I, doing? I the problem is you're not going to take the violence out of society. They're, no, I, I, you know, it's just there. So what we're seeing is like, for example, in cities like Ottawa, right? They're being mm-hmm. reactive instead of proactive. What the guns and gang uh, unit used to do is actually follow anybody who is part of a gang, uh, whether they were being released from an institution like prison or jail, whatever, um, and they would in especially if there was somebody who was known, they would actually keep an eye out for them and 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 watch them. They're no longer able to do that because they're not able to financially do that. They've, they've actually, you know... Well, that's because Trudeau is spending all the money to bring ISIS fighters back to Canada to rehabilitate well, them. Yeah, that's another... Anyways, but this money is going back into that. So they're helping municipalities, uh, government agencies and that. So, for example, at CBSA, they're going to be able to have more officers on... So to the in uh, flux of illegal firearms, but they're also looking to be more proactive with the gangs. So it's not me and it's not you, Trevor, and it's not 
you, Brian, that are the people that are the problem. It's the guys that who, yeah. Anyways, it's the it, it it is the gangs, and it is the guys that are using guns for criminal activities. The guns that are being, you know, there's, you know, they're breaking into your home, and they are actually stealing your firearms as well. Part of this money will go towards that as well, hopefully. So, anyways. I feel better. Thank you, Kelly, for recognizing that I like to keep my crimes white collar, not violent. So it's all good. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Recognize as not being one of the people that they're going to look after. <laughs> That's my takeaway. All right. Let's get into new. I know. Anybody have anything else before we get into new gun stuff? No, no. we're good. All right. New gun stuff. Black Friday sales. Uh, Kelly, you want to take the first one? Yeah, just as soon as I mark the time. Awesome. I thought you said you were ready. <laughs> yes, I am. So, Tenda. Uh, well, actually, it's not Black Friday sales. We, I put a few things in here because of the fact that Adriel's not on tonight. God, we miss him. Anyways, uh, but there's a lot of Black Friday sales still on. Um, because so, we're reco- Black Friday sales? Well, no. I was just giving... Because of the fact that we're recording a little earlier than we usually are, there's still a lot of Black Friday still sales. On. However... Yeah. I was able to come up with a few extras uh, to put in oh, here. So ten- I have a question, Kelly. Go ahead. Will these be – yeah, so, okay, we're recording early, but we're still putting it out for Friday. Yes. Are these going to be done by then? No. Yes. They are the, huh? I would say the Black Friday sales are going to be done by next Friday. No. Are these uh, three sales going to be done by then? No, they're not. That's why I picked right. these. Good. Perfect. Thank you. Extra special. On. I did not pick any Black Friday because we reviewed those last week. And So why does it still say Black Friday? I don't know because I didn't remove it. How's that? <laughs> OCD right, man Tenda is has removing. Some ammo on sale. Yes, Tenda does have some How ammo. Tell us about it. That well, well, Winchester is back in the nine millimeter Luger ammo. is It's a uh, one fifteen grain full metal jacket. One thousand is for two hundred and fifty nine ninety nine. So it's a pretty good price actually. So if you need some nine millimeter, go out and go to Tenda. Buy some X metal. Yeah. Okay, so how much is X metal? So if I wanted to go get some full metal jacket of nine millimeter for X metal, how much is it? Four thousand. No, X metal produces polymer coated bullets, right? I did know. They're beautiful. They're nice and slippery. But you just asked for full metal jacket. Oh, did I? Okay, yeah, I did. All right, never mind. I'll just okay. Okay, you're up. No, Brian's up. I'm doing the last one. Oh, are you? Okay. Oh, darn. I was doing the last one, but I guess no, I'm going to recover. What, what's the Canuck Commander? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Well, see, and then I clicked in the link. So now I'm going to oh, talk about yeah, the CZ-SP- well, well, no, because now I'm going to talk about the CZ-75 SP-01 uh, available from Tenda. And the link goes to... Um, hold on. Give me a quick second for the interwebs to churn through. And we'll tell you what... Oh, 879. Yes. I don't know. You're a pistol guy. Is that a good yeah, well, for a shadow? It's a good deal for the Shadow. This is the Shadow 1. I love it. It says, CZ-75 SPO one Shadow is finally here. Um, there's actually a Shadow 2 out now. So Well, they got a new it, shipment, right? Yeah. It, it, it implies, like, you know, we've been waiting for it all this time. But anyway, um, I'm not even sure if this is still being produced because now there is the upgraded Shadow 2. Yep. So the reason why it is the cost that it is is because the Shadow 2 is out there and it is noticeably better than the Shadow. Not that the Shadow isn't an amazing pistol. Right. And if you don't have the money to drop on a Shadow 2, but you want a very, very capable Ipsic pistol and you want, you know, 
you want it for Ipsic, this will this will get you there. No doubt about it. I, I will say I've recently, in the last month or two months, got to handle random Ontario Dave's uh, SPO1 um, and shoot it. And wow. Nice. It's impressively accurate. Yeah, I was I was kind of wowed by it. Hmm. Eight hundred nice. bucks. Eight hundred and eighty bucks. Uh, yeah, this was a gun that was twelve hundred dollars just a couple of years ago. But I mean, again, if they're going to move what's out there with the Shadow Two coming onto the market, they got they got to lower them. So, mm. Well, how much uh, is it? So, how much is the Shadow Two? It's in the thirteen hundred ballpark. Yeah, if I remember so correctly. if you're talking yeah. seven eight seventy, that's not bad. No, yeah, hmm. eight eighty tax shipping. You're still you're still saving hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I don't like about the Shadow is the sights. The Shadow Two has significantly improved sights, including an adjustable rear. Where this came with fixed sights, and a lot of Ipsic guys. They don't want to load to their sights. They want to load to power factor and adjust the sights to aim point. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was. Is is the mag release reversible? I'm sorry, I don't know. (laughs) Because they do offer ambi ambi versions of their CZ pistols. The Shadow may not be. Mm. The 85B or something like that is an ambidextrous one, but it's more of a carry model, a duty model. Mm Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, uh, no, I've spent enough money this week. <laughs> uh, you know, just just literally, literally hang on to your SIG P320. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I did. I did, yes. And you win, and I hate that about you, mm. that you win. Anyway. So, all right. All right. Um, this next item is for sale at Wanstalls, and it's called the Connect. The Canuck Commander, and it's a fort. It's a pump action right. shotgun with a 14-inch barrel. Um, it comes with a pistol grip, collapsible stock, some adjustable sights. Um, I think it's another one of those clone-type shotguns made somewhere overseas and imported to Canada. The problem with this shotgun, and I talked to somebody online who said, "Well, we designed it that way." The pump. The pump is so long that when you open the action, the pump covers the feeding port. So if you have a malfunction that requires you to access both the ejection port and the feeding port to clear it, you did one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I was that that was one of the things I was kind of glancing at. And and, uh, you put into words what my eyes were saying was this isn't quite good. You recognize mm. something didn't look right, couldn't quite put your finger on it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. They, yeah. They they made the pump so that when you open the action, the pump covers the receiver right up to the trigger grid. Really? Yeah. I it's a huge flaw. It's a it's yep. a design flaw. I asked when they said we designed it that way, I politely asked why for them to explain <laughs> to me the benefit of this design feature. I never heard back. Ah, uh, there you go. So my question still stands. If you happen to be listening to the show, I don't understand your design. Please explain it to me. If there is a reason other than aesthetics that, you know, because I would like to know. Maybe there's something 
maybe there's some benefit to it that I'm not seeing and yeah. I'm totally off base here. And if so, yeah. I, I have no problem being told. But at first glance, it looks silly. Yeah. I also am not a big fan of uh, ghost ring sights on shotguns. I prefer a bead personally. Oh, really? See, I like them. Yeah. I like yeah. these sights. Yeah. yeah. I've got these, I've got similar set of sights on the gun that I want at the charity shoot. Yeah, but right. yeah, I hear often, I hear people say that often, Brian. Why is that? Uh, I just find for, um, I, f- I find a bead just so much faster because I'm not trying to line up a post or dot through an aperture. I can just put but the gun up and, and away you go. Don't, don't you find that your eye tends to do it automatically anyways? Um, I, it's, it's not quite as auto, it's not quite as fast as on an automatic as just a bead. And with a shotgun, you're shooting a pattern. I can see it for slugs, uh-huh. uh, because you have that increased accuracy uh, with that sighting system. But I think for pa- a pattern of birdshot, it's not as critical. I'd rather be a little faster. So uh-huh. that's my take on it. That's, that's kind of what, what I would go back to, um, after having a shotgun with the ghost ring sights, uh, I, opted for one following that that did not on purpose so because hmm, i was thinking about in a, yeah trying to find some ghost ring sites for the new nova that i got because i shot the supernova with the ghost ring that i liked as well so two things one i would definitely encourage you to try that yeah because you won't know if it works for you or not unless you try exactly it. Yep. exactly and two can you tell me the difference between the nova and the supernova uh well, one is a supernova, one's a nova. <laughs> so no, okay. no, you could have said no. It's well, fine. no one. The supernova it had it was a semi and it had the mm. yeah. The nova's a pump. Pump, right? That, yeah, okay. So no, no, the the supernova is a pump. Oh. Um, is it as well? Yes. Well, yes. the one I had was um, a semi. Go ahead. Well, then it wasn't a nova. It wasn't a supernova then. Was it? Um, no, uh, it has a more ergonomic stock with yeah. some uh, some inserts within the stock and to to absorb some recoil. And that's the most obvious one. I don't. Just looking at a picture of it real quick, I don't see any other significant changes what, between well, the. Well, it has the pistol yeah, stock. Is... The one that I had, the pistol stock. The one I had was with the uh, collapsible stock as well. A little bit more. Yeah, is that an aftermarket thing or is that a Benelli thing? It That's might Benelli. be a different version. Um, I've seen that they're tactical. The Nova yes, tactical it was has a tactical fun- version. Yeah. yeah, so that might be the case. What about chambering? Like the first thing coming to mind was maybe the Nova is a three inch and the Supernova is three and a half. No. Uh, nope. Okay. So it's furniture and aesthetics. Yep. I Features. So, yeah. Features and and dollars. Yes, you got yes. to pay for those features. You do. Yep. Excellent. Yep. All right. Um, we got anything else before we jump into our main topic? All righty. Let's jump into the main topic. Joining us this week, we have Alex Belda from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, to talk about turning pro. Alex, welcome to Slamfire Radio. Hi guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, now I know you're used to being on the practical, uh, pistol show with Ben Stager and those guys. And I know it's pretty, it's pretty relaxed over there and pretty unprofessional. This is, this will not be your experience here. We run a very tight professional ship. Don't we guys? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. You've met Trevor. No, no, not even close. No. <laughs> no. So, um, 
so yeah, it's pretty neat that uh, you are actually hanging out with the guys over at the Practical Pistol Show. And uh, I didn't know you were on there until, you know, I listened fairly regular. And all of a sudden I'm like, hey, that's Alex. That's like, that's like Ipsic Alex from back from my neck of the woods. Shoot SummerSlam. Awesome. Um, so I thought to myself immediately, well, if Alex is going to do, and at that time, the first time you were on Alex, I didn't realize that you were a regular until I started, until I heard you the following week. So as soon as I heard you on Ben's show, I was like, well, if Alex is going to do Ben's show, surely he's going to do our show. And here you are. So Of course. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you tell us how you got hooked up with Ben's show? And then we'll get into um, some of the other questions I have for you. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, I mean, uh, I've been following Ben uh, for the last year or two. I've been to his classes. Uh, like, first time was uh, right after I won Nationals in 2016. Uh, I okay, went, like, Yep. You won Nationals. Yes. Then you took a class? Yeah. All right, we'll come back to that. <laughs> so I took a class and his exact reaction was actually like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, oh, Alex, oh, well, uh, Alex, 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 yes. Yeah, can we don't I, swear. Can I say the, oh, we, we don't swear. No, we don't swear on this one. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's what Ben said. I have that's no he, doubt those were his exact words. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he quote. So I'll just, I'll censor that uh, for the next time. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's so, all good. <laughs> so yeah, so I was like, well, Ben, nice to meet you. I'm Alex. Uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, you just won national last week. And I'm like, yeah, so what are you doing here? So I'm like, I'm coming to learn from the best because I don't know, this will come back to that, but yeah, at that time, I was just like, I felt like I had major flaws that I needed to work on, and I needed a guy like Ben to show me where I, where I was uh, deficient. I was, I yeah. would say. Yeah. So, no, um, I mean, when you when you are at the level that you and some of the other top guys in Canada are at, uh, you're winning nationals, but you're not winning worlds. Just because you're winning nationals doesn't mean you stop. You want to keep going. A guy like you compares himself to the Bens and the Eric Graffels. That's those, those are the people you're chasing. That's the level of competition you want to be at. If you're winning nationals, chances are there's nobody left in this country that can help you. So, yes, you do what you did. And then, all right, I need to talk with the best. You know, I did the same thing in archery. I bought, I brought the world champion to New Brunswick to do a shooting clinic. And it's about time I bring Ben to New Brunswick, I think. Um, so we'll talk about that off air and think and see if we can plan a class together maybe. But so, yeah, so you met, you met Ben at a class and, yeah. uh, and, uh, so we kind of, we trained uh, together that day. He showed me a lot of stuff. Uh, and then we just kept touch after that. And, uh, the, the year after in June, he came back to Quebec city, uh, to give a uh, classes, uh, at Valcartier. And I went there again. He, <laughs> he was surprised again. He was like, oh, hey, nice to see you again. So we trained again. And then uh, we saw each other at um, the Canadian Nationals in Alberta in 2017. And uh, from there, he, we were shooting. He was like getting to know, like uh, following my results. And he wanted me to win and just keep defend my title. So... He kept following that, and then uh, by the end of the match, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you you got this." And uh, I'm pretty well. I guess he was proud of me. So, uh, and after that, after winning for a second time in nationals, I was again training with him in Ontario, 
um, so for another of his classes. And um, so we just kept pushing and uh, just by chit-chatting and keeping in touch on Facebook. And one day he just asked me if he, I want to go on the, on the show and with him. And <laughs> at first I was just hesitating. I was not sure if it was a good idea since he has like a, a one-of-a-kind reputation. I would say, but he, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's one way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. Ben Steger has a one of a kind reputation. Yeah, very but well actually, put, very diplomatic. Yeah. What's but, that? Um, no, but actually, uh, after knowing him, you he's like such a good dude. He's a really good dude. Like, he has his sense of humor, he knows it. And uh, if once you, you get that, uh, he's, a, he's a cool dude, uh, so he's really honest and. He really wants to help you. So, I mean, I just, I had to accept. I mean, I watched, I listened to his podcast, so I knew what I was, like, coming, like, going to. But, um, yeah, he's been, uh, he's been inviting me ever since. And I'm, I'm just going there and <laughs> trying not to look like a fool too much. <laughs> uh, you're doing good so far, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> you definitely have a role to play on that show. So I think you just did something that you should keep doing for sure. Cause, um, two things you're, you're able to contribute and help the listeners. And you're also able to learn at the same time from those guys. So I would definitely keep that, keep that going. So, yeah, well, as much as he's going to invite me, uh, I'll be for sure going. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully it keeps up. So Alex, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about you now that we've talked about Ben enough more than we've ever talked about him on this show. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> how, when did you get into shooting? Like, I don't just mean Ipsic. I mean, shooting itself. How long have you been shooting? Uh, I started shooting like by the end of 2012. Okay. And did you start just shooting Ipsic or were you like, when you picked up a gun, was it specifically with the purpose of shooting the sport of Ipsic or were you just are you doing something else and you found Ipsic later? Yeah, yeah, no, I was just, uh, I just wanted to know more about firearms handling and just shooting in general. I didn't even know about the, this Ipsic, this Ipsic sport. Um, right. I had no idea about it. I just wanted to go to range and shoot and get like better at it. Uh, I come from a martial arts background. Yeah. So um, I just, I don't know. In martial arts, we did jujitsu and like self defense. So we did a lot of like gun handling, but just like disarming people mm -hmm. and like uh, knife and everything, knife fighting and stuff like that. So I, I was just curious about getting to know the platform better, just as general knowledge and training, more training and just getting to know more stuff so it started from there so i just i wanted master to just firearms and be accurate with it and uh, the handgun was just the best challenge for it so i started with the handguns i pretty much never fired a lot of rifles and uh well i own an ar-15 now but but yeah everyone <laughs> wants an ar-15 so um I only started Ipsic, like getting to know more about Ipsic about like maybe five months later. Okay. Uh, so you took your black badge in 2011? Uh, 2013. Tw April. Oh, 20, 2013. Yes. <laughs> you took your black badge in 2013. It's now 2017 and you are a two-time Canadian national champion. 
Yeah, we we can say that. <laughs> yeah, well, it is the truth. So yes, we can say it. Um, in 2013, did you make it to the nationals that year? Uh, not even. The uh, I know the nationals were in actually uh, at the same uh, in New Brunswick. Yeah, they were at my club. Yeah, sure. in 2013. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I was too new. Uh, I did the provincial, the Quebec provincials that year. Yeah. And um, it's just, I, it's crazy. I, I just didn't even know about anything of that, like big matches and stuff. It was just too big for me at that time. I remember doing the black badge and my black badge instructor would tell me like, you know, this sport is going to make you travel all over, all over the world and you're going to meet people, you're going to go to this match and this match, and it's going to be amazing. And I was like, well, sure. I just want to shoot better, and I see the sport as an opportunity to get my skill level up, and I don't plan on doing anything outside of Quebec. So, but yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Yeah. And yeah, here I am. Like, How many worlds have you been to? Only one, the one only in France. One. Uh, you went year. to France, okay. Yeah. And how did you do there? Uh, I finished uh, 16, 16. Uh, in production division. So nice. yeah, top twenty is like top twenty is tough. So uh, yeah. I'm I have to be proud of that. It's it's pretty pretty impressive uh, accomplishment. Yeah, I get um, excited when I finish top twenty at nationals. You <laughs> haven't been shooting ten years. You go to the worlds and you finish in the top twenty at the worlds. Your first worlds, you break top twenty. That's a significant accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, like everyone makes like everyone had like mistakes or whatever. So I don't want to like I don't want make excuses. So yeah, it's just the results. It is what it is, and I'm really happy with the result. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Who was your black badge instructor? Uh, Tim Berlin. Or is it Tim Berlin? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a guy from uh, around Montreal. I very know cool the dude. name. I know the name. He's probably been to SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Sounds very, very familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's been to SummerSlam. He's done a couple nationals. He doesn't shoot a lot anymore, but uh, he loves the sport. Awesome. He's a okay. very good dude. So, um, when you started, what gun did you start with? What did you take your black badge with? Uh, a Glock 17. <laughs> okay, yep. so you've, you've since kind of traded up a little bit, huh? Mm, yeah, but right. I still uh, I still got a lot of love for the Glock. Like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's still one of my favorite firearms just in general. At the time, uh, when I started shooting, I was not sure about which platform to, to start off. I really like the Glock just by its pure look and simplicity. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone said that the trigger was awful, it was hard to shoot, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I just, really. I, just, I just saw it as a challenge, personal yeah. challenge. And people thought it was a little bit crazy to, to lie, or, just, or just dumb to just try to master a crappy gun or whatever. What, that's what they said. But um, no, I just, I had to master this platform, this gun. And I knew after that, I could like switch to something else and be good with it as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you learn to shoot on a Glock, when you switch to a Tanfoglio or a CZ, you're, you're going to find it tremendously easy to shoot. If you learn on it, your learning curve may 
may not be any shorter than learning to shoot a Glock. I mean, if you can shoot, oh. you can shoot. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the, I've never had a problem with the double action, single action thing. It's just <laughs> working from the Glock. It was double action every time. So yeah, yeah. So what are you currently shooting then? I'm sh currently shooting a Tempolio Stock Two. Stock Two, um, regular length um, or Australian? Uh, the regular length. Okay, and yeah. regular or extreme? Uh, I got both. I got yeah. a regular Chrome One and uh, yeah. the Stock uh, the Stock Two Extreme. It's okay. just personal preference. Uh, the I mean, they're both the same. It's just yeah. they actually have both the same crisp trigger. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just. I bought the extreme one first because it was just with the upgrades, it came mm -hmm. out to be a better deal, better yeah. like deal for the buck. Yeah, it's cheaper to buy the extreme than to buy a regular one and put the extreme parts on it. Exactly. And buy mags and everything. Yeah. yeah there's a, a stock two extreme Australian length on CGN for 1900 bucks right now. And yeah. Oh, that, that's good. That's but very good. You want to have the. Yes, trailing length. And yeah, I which, love the Australian length. Okay, well, it's it's pretty good too. But it it for me personally, I like the balance of the regular stock two better. Mm -hmm. As uh, otherwise, like the Australian length just seems to feel a little bit more like the stock three, which is a little more nose heavy. Yeah. So, but that's it's still like it's still a really really good gun. <laughs> yeah, but if you throw a set of brass grips on it. Now you've yeah. got the weight to back to balance the extra length. <laughs> if you've got a stock to extreme Australian length with brass grips, it actually weighs more than a limited custom. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. It's it's like shooting a BB gun. So anyway, let's not geek out too yeah. much on guns. But let's um, let's let's talk about the production division. So for the listeners that are unfamiliar with the production division, in Ipsic, the type of gun is put into a different type of division. So you've got revolver division. We have a division called production where you would have Glock, guns like Glocks and M&Ps and FN, FNSs. But then you also have some very high-end guns that are tailor-built at the factory to meet the rule requirements of production. Then you've got a standard division, which is where your single-action uh, larger caliber guns go like 40s. Uh, and then you've got open, which is the the Formula One of guns. There's optics and compensators and large magazine wells and extended controls. Uh, and, of course, classic, where the gun looks like a 1911. It is actually a 1911, but there's a lot of work done to them. So you're in the production division. The production division is the spirit of the division is that you take a gun out of the box and you take it to the match. You don't modify it. You don't work on it. You don't customize it. You can't even change the color of the finish. And you shoot it as is. And production division is uh, nine millimeter. It's typically double action, single action guns or striker fired guns. Um, so, why production, Alex? What what drew you to that? Did it did you stay in production because you started in production with the Glock? Because you like the Glock, or are you in production because most people are? Why why there? Why not with your skill level? Why not jump into open? What is it about production that has you there? Hmm. Well, that's a good question, but actually, uh, yeah, I started in production just for the Glock, and I'm I'm a purist, so I like I like like totally like skills, and don't get me wrong, like standard and 
especially open. The guys are crazy fast and are crazy good shooters. And um, but I like the just the style of the game of the game uh, in production with like the the scoring system. While because you shoot nine millimeter, um, the scores on the the, the target. The points uh, are different than if you're shooting like a major caliber uh, for the people listening. But yeah, so production, it's emphasized a little more with accuracy and just good fundamentals. And that's what I like about it. Essentially, it's the scoring system. It's I like the balance of it. It's You still got to be fast, but you got to get your points um, compared to like like standard where you're shooting major and it's all about the speed and you can drop a lot of points it won't matter that much uh compared to shooting a nine mil uh, minor power factor so shooting production are you saying that there's a tremendous emphasis on accuracy oh yeah uh you, it's all okay. about it, it's all it's about, about getting your alphas. really did uh, you hear that brian bolivar i'm sorry was i supposed to be paying attention <laughs> yes. Uh, Alex Brian is not necessarily a fan of Ipsic because he uh, he doesn't believe that we take accuracy seriously. Oh, okay. I you know what I I have been modifying my position on on these things and I've just come to realize it's just not my chosen sport. That's all. There's nothing wrong with it. Mostly. I tried to justify why I didn't like it, and now it's just like okay, I just don't I just don't love it. That's okay. <laughs> I'm allowed to not love it. You're allowed to not love it. That's right. But just because you don't love it doesn't mean you have to hate it. This is well, true. You've but, matured. But Trevor, yeah. it's you that makes me want to hate it. Oh, fair. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to hate, hate on the guest the sport. That's not how I do this. No, no. I'll hate on your sport, but not the guest sport. Come on. <laughs> so, so it's okay when Alex shoots Ipsic. Yes. Apparently it is because he's a two-time national champion. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, no, I, well, I think what you've said, Alex, is um, is pretty common belief is a pretty common belief among production shooters. They like the production division because it is very competitive, and you can't throw away points. You can't be sloppy. You're scoring minor, which means if you start dropping out of the A zone, you're giving up points really quickly. So, if you're going to be competitive in production, you need to stay in the A zone. So, yeah. uh, that's that's really awesome. So, Alex, we, we talked about the Nationals. You, you've finished, uh, you've won twice now, back-to-back, correct? Yes. So, Halifax and then Calgary. Yes. Um, what else have you won? Uh, actually, my first uh, major win, because, uh, I mean, first Provincials, I think, I believe I finished like 13th. Uh, I was shooting my Glock. The next year, I was in... It just went progressively uh, the next year in 2015, 14. I think I finished like 93%. Uh, it was, I was like third or something like that. And um, then I think it's in my first national was in uh, 2015 in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I was going there. I knew I could like be in top five and my like capability. Uh, my skill levels were over there. So I knew I could do it. And I just had, I guess, a mental like crash. And I just, I did really well. I was, I did poorly to what I was expecting. And I right. finished like 
12 or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that time, the next the next week, uh, the next two weeks after, I was doing like Quebec Provincials, and I didn't like much better. And but still, I still hadn't won any major matches. I still had like I had won like a couple of club matches at that time, but nothing much. And it's just in 2016 that I won my first major match uh, at the Summer Slam in uh, right before Nationals. So uh, that was my first level three win. And from there, the week after, I won Nationals in like in Halifax. And uh, by by like 13 match points, it was like ridiculously close. Oh wow! So did do you feel that uh, Summer Slam? And be honest, it doesn't matter that I'm the match director. I be brutally honest. Uh, did SummerSlam play a role in helping prepare you for nationals? Uh, I got to be honest, it did with all the swingers and all the movers and the, just the fact that it's a big match uh, on a day and a half, I think. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, two days. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to shoot eight stages per day, yep. Okay, yeah, that's right. So 16 total. And yeah, it covers everything. Like the strong end, the weekend, the like some awkward positions. And uh, no, yeah, it's definitely a good match. And it got me really prepared. And I just, I don't know, I felt like I was doing nationals the next week. I was just continuing what I did at, uh, at the, um, the SummerSlam. So it was just like a, it was like a 30 stages match in a week yeah, if you combine yeah, SummerSlam and Nationals. It worked out so great that year. I, as soon as I got the dates for the Nationals, I put SummerSlam right before it. SummerSlam ended on Sunday. Nationals started on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was perfect. <laughs> and then so... Um, and the whole and I made it a big one. It was a big match that year, and I made it big and I made it tough because I wanted it to tune people up and get them ready for nationals. So yeah, all kinds of props, not gimmicks, but all kinds of steel, all kinds of swingers, all kinds of drop turners. And yes, every match I always try and include uh, an awkward shooting position like kneeling or prone. Um, and there's always a weekend stage. There's always a strong hand stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this I goofed up this year though. I was designing the stages and I realized, oh, I don't have a weekend stage yet. So I looked at one of my short courses of fire. I said, I'm just going to make you the weekend stage, <laughs> and it was tw- and and it was twelve rounds. Who does that? Who makes a guy shoot weekend and then do a reload? That was it. And nobody <laughs> caught it. Nobody nobody said, hey, do you realize you got a mag change on a weekend stage here? Yeah, that's usually. Uh... Well, in a level three, it would not be recommended. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't recommended for sure. I goofed, but anyway. Ah, who knows? Like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's done. Oh, whatever. You know, it was a little, it was a little wonky, but I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, everybody had to do it, so whatever. So, <laughs> um, okay, cool. That's awesome. Now, let's talk about your training. You had a, a bit of a mental uh, crash before you went to the 2015 Nationals in Ontario. Um, and that is not uncommon. Someone who is starting to climb the ladder quickly and then they don't know how to deal with mental pressure or they put too much pressure on themselves. 
they have higher expectations than maybe they should. Anyway, it, it sure. often happens on the way to the top where somebody will have uh, a mental uh, collapse uh, at a big match, so to speak. So with that said, are you doing any kind of mental training for the sport of IPSC? Have you read any materials or taken any seminars? Is there, is there something you do to hone your mental game? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, well, it started originally <laughs> by just being like purely frustrated for, of my poor performance mm-hmm. at the nationals and just that uh, complete, I just wanted to go to the match uh, the, the next two weeks. I just wanted to go to the Quebec Provincials and, and to my, in my mind, I was just like, I'm going to shred that match. Like I'm going to go there and destroy everything and like win that match. And I, honestly, I finished second at 98% from a uh, Jeremy Dunco's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know what, at, after the match, uh, I didn't care. I didn't win that day. Uh, but I, it's probably the match I felt the, like the best, uh, about my overall performance just because I went there and I did like, I did mistakes and everything, but I gave it all. Like I gave yeah. my a hundred percent. You got beat fair and square. Exactly. You, you shot good, but he shot a little bit gooder. Exactly. And I just felt good about my mental, uh, mental performance. And from that was just, I had won that part of the game. So from I just built from there, and from that part, after that, I started reading more about uh, the mental management, mental game. And uh, one of the best book I believe is the the book from um, I don't remember his name. Lanny Basham with winning exactly. Mind. Yeah, that's correct. That's the one. Yep, that is. <laughs> it's the, like yeah. it's crazy. I mean, there's a little part in the book I find a little not too much, but. It's sometimes just like, okay, well, it's a little over um, some of the stuff he talks like it's kind of look crazy or something. But the whole like processing, visualization and just telling yourself that you can do it is like that's like the it's not magic, but it actually like it's crazy good and uh, it, it actually works. Oh, I mean, uh, all three of us, Kelly and Brian, we all agree. We are all aware of those programs. Brian and I have podcasted about mental management and about Lanny Basham's system. There's no need to convince us. But, I mean, it's nice to have, because we, we talk about it, Brian and I talk about it often. It's been a while since we did a segment on it. But, you know, the listeners here, Brian and I talk about it. And we're competitive, and we and we love our sport and stuff. Brian does really good. Brian does better in his sport than I do in my sport. Um, but to hear us talk about it, it's one thing. To hear a two-time national champion come on who only started in the sport in 2013 and by 2017 has won the nationals twice and finished in the top 20 at the Worlds, to hear you talk about it, now they know, holy God, this is uh, this is real. They haven't... <laughs> They haven't been pretending what that, that book really does need to be read. So I was so happy to hear you say that that's the book that you read because uh, mm-hmm. that's the same system that I've been preaching and coaching in archery for, for years. Uh, I met the man. I got an autographed copy of his book. It's They've got a lot of products, too, on their website for different sports even. So 
Oh yeah, because the beauty of it is it doesn't apply only to like Epic or shooting in general. It applies to everything. Everything. Just, it applies to your everyday you life. Do. Like yep. just he says in the book, like uh, he's coached like golfers, especially golfers, and it just simply work. You just gotta apply it, and you see a lot of more. Now that I have read his book, I see a lot of more uh, Olympic athletes and like hockey players and stuff. And when they talk about training, they talk about the process and not they don't think about the outcome and all that stuff. And I just I relate to it so much now that I've read his book. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> you speak their language, right? Yeah. And um, you know, uh, he talks about. Um, Olympians hang out with Olympians and gold medalists hang out with gold medalists. Well, you're not on Ben Stager's show by accident. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When you think about it, I guess exactly. you can say that. Yep. So, so let's, let's talk about, um, the other aspect of training, uh, how much live fire do you do and how much dry fire do you do? And, and what do you do? What do you work on when you go to the range and what do you work on when you dry fire? Yeah, sure. Um, well, my training has bumped up every year since the beginning of course uh <clears throat> but yeah mainly uh this year i've shot probably the most i've ever shot in my entire life how uh, many rounds do you think from last year's nationals in uh, Alifax to this year's world shoot i shot about 30 31 rounds nice which to some people i i realized talking to some people it's not even that much and i've heard people telling me they shoot like twenty-five thousand rounds a year well, and i think it's a lot <laughs> i shoot well i shoot between eight and ten thousand this year was a big yeah. year for me and i was definitely over 10 i i shot a lot um so and when i tell people i shoot eight and ten thousand rounds they can't get their head around it and i know it's not enough so when you say you shot thirty-one thousand rounds I believe it. No problem. <laughs> but actually, the the year um, the year 2016 when I won nationals for the first time, I had only shot like 15,000 rounds that year. Mm -hmm. So, and that was like the most I have had ever shot, and I shot double <laughs> twice that this year. But I don't believe you need to shoot so much nope. uh, to get good. So actually, I could say that I won nationals by shooting about. 15,000 rounds yeah. and Once, it's it, again it's not it's not outcome it's process and it's not uh, practice makes perfect it's perfect practice yeah so or the, I mean you try to reach uh, you try to do the best reps every time for yeah. sure you can do more with less if you knew what if you know what to do if oh, yeah. you don't know where your deficiencies are you don't know what to work on so once you started taking classes with Ben and were directed as to what you needed to improve on, your the quality of your practice went way up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is another big thing. I realize uh, a lot of people, I mean, and and for sure, like even me, uh, sometimes we, we all plateau at some point mm -hmm. and we're kind of just uninspired and we don't know where to work on so we go take classes for for instance i took a class with ben and he made me realize i would i thought i was doing something correct and he just told me straight up that i was doing it wrong and so we we corrected that but yeah sometimes having someone look at you and just tell you what you're not doing correctly 
is a thing. It's really important. But just being able to self-diagnose what you, you're doing wrong, like I could say that you can do pretty much everything. You can diagnose yourself from just the shooting part. Maybe not the moving part, but just the actual, the actual shooting part. Um, like when you jerk the trigger, when you whatever, you don't control the recoil, you see your, your sights flipping all over the place, you can diagnose yourself and correct it. And a lot of people, they maybe don't know how to self-diagnose and they see it happening, but they don't know how to fix it. And knowing how to fix the problem is what will get you out of the, that plateau, for, for, I, I believe so. I, sure. I, I agree 100%. So um, give us a couple of examples of exercises you do with live fire and a couple that you do with dry fire. Yeah, well, actually, I dry fire probably 70% of more of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'll live fire like twice a week. But um, so, yeah, basically, um, I'll dry fire. Well, I, I'll talk about dry fire first because that's what I do mostly. I'll dry fire like 30 minutes every day like i'll wake up 30 minutes earlier before i go to work and i'll dry fire i'll put my rig on um put my my gun in a holster i'll have like some little scaled down targets and i'll do some drills like just draw drawing the gun getting a side picture working on some transitions um simulating like pulling the trigger of course my gun is dry it's like there's no ammunition in the room when I do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just work the gun empty and I work the trigger and just working the trigger without disturbing my side picture is the most important uh, part aspect. So I'll work on that. I'll work on reloads, movements, everything. Like the whole sports, you can pretty much practice it in dry fire. And then I'll go to the range about twice a week and... Um, I'll practice on fundamentals, just getting the, the timing of the gun, actually recoiling in my hands and shooting the gun. So I'll shoot drills. I mostly shoot static when I go to the range because uh, I go to the range. <clears throat> it's an indoor range in uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. So um, it's mostly static. I'll, I'll just shoot drills like dot drills where I, I try to shoot sometimes for just pure accuracy without with no time limits and sometimes i'll put a part-time so when i shoot because lipstick shooting is about accuracy and speed it's a balance but you got to be able to be accurate at speed so that's a lot of people don't get that so they'll go to range they'll shoot they'll be really good they'll be really accurate but they go to match and they start spraying bullets everywhere and like just when the the beep comes in they just the plan goes out yeah yeah they lose their uh they lose everything and they lose accuracy and they don't have the 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 accuracy at speed uh they don't master it so i work a lot on that so i'll work on yep alex i just want to interrupt because i think it's the first time i've ever heard that term used accuracy at speed we know that ipsic is uh, and there's supposed to be a balance between them but i've never heard anybody say it like that accuracy at speed it's no good to be accurate and it's no good to be fast you have to be 
accurate at speed. You have to be going fast, but not at this at the not while sacrificing accuracy. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, Ben talks a lot about that, and some other pro shooters as well um, talk about that. But yeah, so I'll go to range, and maybe uh, more in the summer I'll go to to an outdoor range, and then I'll practice like movements and everything. But when I'm at the range, I probably have like 90% of the time I'll I'll work with the timer. So I'll time my movements, I'll time my reloads, I'll time my splits, uh, my transitions, everything. And it's just getting some data and knowing what you can do uh, in practice and try to replicate that in the match. Um, but yeah, it's... and. The timer don't lie. It doesn't lie. So, uh, <laughs> when you think you're going fast and you see the time, and you're just like, oh, "Okay, well, you just can keep on pushing yourself out of your comfort zone," and that's when you're out of your comfort zone. That's where you you learn the most. Uh, uh, yes, I, I always. I don't know where I heard that, but I always say it. Learning doesn't occur in your comfort zone. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. If you uh, if you don't set yourself outside of your comfort zone you you won't grow so exactly yeah um awesome okay so let's let's talk about where you're at now you you're 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 a professional shooter kind (laughs) of sort of yeah i mean that's why we have you on here we want to talk about what you've gone through to become where you are now so in a sense you're a professional shooter in that you, you have a sponsorship deal and now you're working for a manufacturer so let's talk about your relationship with x metal squad and uh, X-Metal and how that started. Yeah, well, uh, I've been, well, I've been shooting their products for, since the beginning, I would say. Uh, like, I think I started shooting in May 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, their uh, X-Metal targets, like bullets, projectiles. And it's just, I just, it, they just worked. So I just started shooting them and they were cheap. So I would, get more and so the goal was to get more to shoot more so um and just it went from there and i think i just met like uh, etienne uh maybe like that same year but without even knowing like who he is or who was like he didn't even know who i was so i just went from there and uh we kind of just had a good relationship every time we were seeing each other at a range or a match we would chit chat and everything so and eventually i remember i was saying to him like you know if like at, at a point in my life uh i used to work in it mm-hmm. and <laughs> i was just getting bored of it and i was like wow shooting is like everything i i want to do so uh, we were just talking like about like career and opportunities and i was telling him like you know if i could have like a job related to like the gun industry i i think i i would quit my job and go full-time for it even if last like three or four years or whatever uh, i i want to like it will be so much fun and i think it's it stuck to him and a couple of like weeks later he we had that talk he called me and he asked me if he, I wanted to join the team, uh, like a full-time job. He had something for me. So he had like a project coming up for 2018. So he wanted me to be part of it. And I mean, I, it's in his, 
such a he's such a like I don't know how to say that like um, I mean I have like full trust of him he's like mm-hmm. a really solid guy mm-hmm. so I just I like it was a no-brainer for me I had to go and it's just uh, so it's been like two weeks now that I've joined a, his team so right now I'm employed by XML targets I'm don't I'm not even part of a, the shooting squad yet just because um, I'm still finishing up my deal with my sponsorship. But yeah, so in 2018, I'll probably be joining the, the X-Metal Target squad just because it's yeah. now my, my full-time job. So yeah, exactly. it, it comes with it. So who's your current sponsor? My current sponsor right now is uh, X-Reload. Oh, right. Uh, okay, yes. yeah. So yeah. It, they're not, a lot of people... And they ask me, oh, but it's the same guy. No, it's two no, different it's companies. Yeah, exactly. Um, two different guys. They just met like maybe two, three years ago. Yeah. And they were like, wow, you're ex metals? Yeah, you're you're ex Rito? Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, they, they're just good guys and good friendship. And um, so I've been sponsored by them uh, yeah. by X Reload. And I apologize. I knew that. You gave me uh, an X Reload card at SummerSlam and so you introduced me to X Reload and I have placed at least two orders with X Reload and, and it is a good company as well and uh, a great place to acquire reloading com- um, supplies like yeah. you, you sell a lot of different you carry a lot of different product lines there yeah 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 they're pretty much so they sell the the X-Metal targets projectiles so that's why I was shooting them and mm-hmm. uh, just to promote it, it was a win-win so I was promoting Etienne a local company and i was like shooting for x reload and we were selling like dylan presses hornady whatever all the reloading gear there are a lot about <clears throat> there are a lot on rifles but there are a lot they have a lot more uh, pistol and uh, so pistol stock and components in stock now but yeah so that was my sponsor and for 2016-17, and it was going to be 2018 as well. It's just that my career changed, slightly changed, and uh, we tried to work around, but yeah, so uh, it couldn't work anymore uh, for the sponsorship deal, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, so, well, I'm sure I'm sure you're leaving on good terms. You're moving, you, you know. You're moving on to a new career opportunity, so I'm sure everybody involved understands. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it is what it is. You're going no matter what. So, there it is. Yeah. Well, um, that was looks enough. Was awesome. It was it was a lot of fun to talk to you. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, and hopefully we can have you back again sometime. And and uh, I'm of course looking forward to seeing you at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, sure. I'll be there. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alex. Have a, a lovely evening and best of luck on your 2018 season. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It was uh, my pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, man. Once again, we would like to thank Alex Belda for coming on the Slamfire of the radio to talk with us about the Ipsic Schusting. I'm sorry when I hear somebody, <laughs> the French in me, start, I start to start to do my the, accent the, the there French and talk like you? them. But, uh, you know, it can't help it much. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to uh, to see him burn down SummerSlam again. He gets after it, and the man moves with a purpose. Um, I would encourage our listeners to Google 
uh, not Google, sorry, go to YouTube and look up SummerSlam Ipsic videos and Alex has a channel and Alex's videos will come up. You want to see what Ipsic should look what Ipsic's supposed to look like in my opinion? Yeah. It's amazing that he's come so far so fast. But when you want to, you put the time in and, and you get her done, I guess. Mm-hmm. It also well, he, helps that he's half Brian's age. I was just going to say, well, he's a lot younger than you, Trevor. But Yes, oh, I, but I'm, old, I'm older than Trevor, so half my age would be more than half of Trevor's age. By you're not older decimal. than Trevor, are you? You're <laughs> both older than me. Why is this so hard to believe? Oh, go. Uh, yeah. You're older than Brian. Shush. <laughs> huh? You shouldn't have said what you said. All you right. Speaking of much. older, let's get on to our reviews and our shoutouts. Go ahead. We don't have anything. We don't have time any reviews. Okay, it's time to wrap up. We have shoutouts. No, no, we, no, we don't have any feedback. So. All right. Good night, everybody. No, we have shoutouts. Hey, wait. Yeah. And we have Patreonies. So go back. We have no new Patreonies. We have, yes. All we, we got is your shoutout. Go ahead. All right. Fine. So happy oh, birthday, Filthy. Not bad. <laughs> it's his birthday today. So I thought I'd give him a shoutout. Speaking of being older, you know, it's, it's Filthy. One of our faithful listeners, Filthy, it's his birthday today. So. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He what? wasn't birthed. He's a clone. He was either hatched or he was put in service. He so he was put birthed. in service 53 years ago. All there right. you go. So I call him up in the middle of my class. Break is over. The kids come in. And I'm like, oh, it's Filthy's birthday. So I call him up. I put him on speakerphone. He answers the phone with his usual. And for the listeners who don't know, when I call Filthy, he answers the phone. Empire rocks. Filthy speaking. <laughs> Does it matter if he's standing next to the president of the U.S. of A. Sure. Okay. And that's that actually happen. the first person who came to mind to Kelly and members to say. So anyway, he answered the phone. Empire rocks. Filthy speaking. And I said, it's your birthday. He said, yes, it is. I said, you're 53. Yes, I am. I said, you're old. And I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> right. My students didn't have... A clue how to react to the situation. They just looked at me like completely dumbfounded. What, like, what just happened? Did they disconnect? Did he really hung up? Did he call his friend old? Why are we doing this? Isn't it time for math? (laughs) Because math. I was feeling a little goofy. Yeah, it was. Okay, happy birthday, filthy. Go ahead, Trevor. Speaking speaking of goofy feelings, uh, filthy is left-handed, right? Yes. Yes, So is Fred. Yes. Okay. I hear um, my theory wait, is stop. coming hey, true. Wait, I'm, I'm trying to make a point. What? Shush. Okay. <laughs> Filthy's a clone, but he's left-handed. Oh, stop. Don't even. But, no. So, like, I got a question. Are, A, all clones left-handed? I, I don't think so. So, does that mean Filthy's basically a flaw? He's, he's, he's like, second, he's... Oh, maybe filthy? this is why he got sent here. I Factory second. <laughs> That's what he is. Filthy's a factory second clone. Okay, Hilarious. we need to move on before he gets upset and starts crying. No, how are we going to know? It's not like we can hear him. It's not live. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I'm sure we'll hear about it from him. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, I heard about it right after I called him. <laughs> All right, new Patreonies. We got one. Okay, go ahead. Are you going to finish that or? No, I'm just saying you're the lead host. I'm well, you just, went that I, far. I, I'm just moving us along. So, so what you're saying is you want like, Trevor to say that we have a new, uh, the show has a new Patreon named Ernest in for 223. This is correct. Thank you, Brian. 
Okay, so cool. we got a new Patreon, Ernest, for 223. Thanks, sure. thanks, Ernest. And thanks to everyone else. And join some stuff and do some things and check us out on the internet. Like us on the face thing. And we'll see you next week. Is that succinct enough? <laughs> yes. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. All right. Am I still here? I gotta... <laughs> You're still here. Can I, I go so I can go eat? I'm hungry. Me too. Yes.